In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I can't believe I'm saying this. It is game day. That is correct. It is game day and I'm here with Ian Wright, Wright, Wright and Jack Duffin. Guys, it's exciting. It's game week one in my eyes. Yeah, well, game week zero, according to Kevin Stefanski. That's the way he's dubbed it with the uh, Hall of Fame game because it's the bonus preseason game. Um, it, it, it's always going to be a bizarre one because it's like anyone that's a starter isn't playing and even some of the backups aren't playing. Um, so it's going to be one of those days where you'll need your computer, your phone out in front of you with the roster numbers. So when you're going, who's that guy? You can look out. Unless you're Paul Brown and then you know all the UDFAs. Yeah, so this game, this game will be especially meaningful to me because I myself have actually played a football game on that field. So back in high school, just for the record, going towards the Hall of Fame, uh, I do believe I banged a 50 or a 52-yarder going that way back in the day. Yeah, we we beat Camp, Canton Timken. Again, it's, it was called like Benson Stadium, I think, Tom Benson Stadium or something like that. But uh, we played Canton Timken there. We played them on a Saturday morning because there was a lot of violence on the Friday nights. Uh, so they made us play them on Saturday morning. And ironically enough, during pregame, Former UCLA, I'm sorry, USC Rams head coach John Robinson was actually walking around the field and was standing there uh, during warmups when I was uh, kicking some field goals. And then in the game, I think it was a it was a 50 or 52 yarder, um, but we ended up winning that game. So I am actually one and zero on that stadium. For all is my that, Lorraine listeners out there, you can double check me. Is that your uh, personal best? Uh, in a game, yeah, it was. So I think I was ten. I think I was ten for ten in field goals. And 23 for 24 on extra points, I think, in my senior year. And the one I missed, I hooked against. It was, uh, let's say it was either North Homestead or some, some one of the teams in the Southwest Conference. Not Southwest. Yeah, Southwest Conference. I, I just pulled it and it just button hooked on me. It was a, I was so angry. But that was my perfect record. Well, so, I'm afraid saying, guys, it's, it's not an Ian Wright, Wright, Wright podcast about his kicking. Uh, even though I'm very proud that he got a 52-yarder. Um, it's game day. Browns versus Jets. And I know a lot of the Jets fans hate me. Feelings mutual. Come on, the Browns. Let's get a victory today. It matters. Um, yeah. Ian, what score are you going to go with? Well, I don't think they hate you, Paul. I just think that the Jets fans have become very chesty now that Aaron Rodgers is, uh, is with the Jets, so you know the Jeff Lloyds of the world are very you know confident in their their Jets this season. Some secretly and not, but you know obviously we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to see Deshaun Watson. You know I think the Browns are going to be putting out um, Kellen Mond and uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. So I would expect with those two mobile quarterbacks, the Browns are going to put up, you know I would say seventeen to twenty four points. So I'm going to go with Browns are not going to lose in Canton against the. 
woeful Jets. I'm going to go Browns 23, Jets 16. 23 16, Browns win. I, nice. I think less scoring. So even I've just pulled out the bookies out of interest, and uh, they've got the Jets as two point favorites, and they're expecting about 33 points scored. So um, not an entertaining game, according to the bookies. Um, I'm going to go 16-13 to the Browns. Um, so I'm thinking... A, a Jack's taking the win in the under. I'm taking the win in the over. Guys, what do you going to happen tonight? Is Joe Thomas going to come out at the start, middle? Is he going to play? <laughs> I'd love him to play. I wonder what position he, he'd now play. Would he's going like to do the opening kickoff. He's going to do the opening kickoff. Tight end, I could see that. Mm, what? Now, that with his knees. Does it ever happen that like they come out and have a little? No, not a lot. Not a lot. No. Once you're retired, you can't. There's no insurance. If you're to get hurt, there'd be a huge liability. But he'll be out there, I'm sure, as the celebrity MC. But I mean, realistically, Paul, I think the idea here is you're obviously dealing with backup quarterbacks, right? So we want to see Kellen Mond. I don't think has actually even taken a snap or thrown a pass as a Cleveland Brown. So this guy that's been in the league a few years, obviously out of Texas A&M. So it'd be good to see him run an offense. You know, we, we've kind of talked about this backup quarterback battle for a little while. They claimed obviously Mond last year, let Dobbs go. Dobbs is back, but you know, it'll be a good chance to see what Kellen Mond can do. And then, you know, DTR, obviously a late round draft pick out of UCLA. This is a guy that's, you know, has a decent arm, but realistically it's his feet that he's used to using when it comes to, you know, racking up an offense. UCLA was nothing short of total yards. And a lot of that's because, you know, DTR's ability to, to make plays. So we'll get a little bit of a dose of what the offense is going to look like because they're similar as Deshaun Watson. Um, but I think most importantly, I'm just going to want to see on the defensive side of the ball what we look like. You know, obviously, this is the first time we're going to see what a Jim Schwartz defense looks like. And I think that's ultimately what it is. You know, we're going to see um, the rookie, uh, the pass rush out of Missouri. Well, I can't think of his name. McGuire. My, my, Isaiah McGuire. We're going to see him out there. You know, we're not going to see any of the, the starters that you'd normally see. But I'd be curious to see what Schwartz does with that defense. So for me, the bit I'm keeping an eye on, because we got the unofficial depth chart this week, and it's done by media members of the Browns. It's not done by coaching staff. What I'm really zoned in on is that sort of first-line defense, that second-line defense, the first-line offense, second-line offense, because the unofficial depth chart doesn't tell you anything, but this gives you an insight into, well, does the coach have that player or that player ahead of him? Because that then just allows you to sort of see where it's going and what their opinions are. So that is something I'm going to be keeping on. But even more in particular than offense and defense is the special teams units, your punk coverage and teams, because that's something that spots sort of 45 through to 53 is more about Bubba Ventrone than the offense and defense, because he's going to have a say in those players. So the guys that are on your kick and punk coverages, the gunners, things like that, that is really telling of who he's preferring at this stage. So keep an eye on those units because that's got some underlying messages for who makes the 53. So Jack, you think after this game, you've got a better understanding who's been your top, uh, your final 53? Yeah, I, th I think it's useful for those like last three, four, five players um, 
it will give us an indication of where they are now. Obviously, it's something that I'll review after each of the games because each game gives you a bit more insight. But if you're sort of talking about who's your sixth linebacker, well, if someone's in the first team defense and first team specials and then the other guys in the second team defense and second team specials, that's an indication of who linebacker five, six and seven are. So it's those little really small things because quite often people get overhyped on who plays best. The fourth quarter, someone plays great. The fact that someone's playing in the fourth quarter is more telling than how they play in the fourth quarter. Someone's in the fourth quarter, they're probably not making the team. The idea of this game and now having this fourth extra game, right? So the idea, Paul, is we think of the Browns, we're probably talking about what? About eight or nine roster spots, Jack, towards the bottom that really we're fighting for. I mean, you're talking about five, sixes in, you know, in terms of the depth chart. So you probably have, the coaches probably have about 15 or 20 guys that are fighting for these final few spots. So they'll see a little bit of exposure and they've already pre-ranked them for tonight. So those will be the guys that will come in the starters. Then the question will be, will they earn the right to get more playing time in the actual quote unquote preseason game one? Right? So the idea is they're going to try to take that funnel of players from a larger number into a smaller number. So if you see a guy out there today taking 60, 65% of the snaps in the game, that's not a good sign because that basically means that they're willing to put him out there at the risk of injury just to you know maybe have him catch on another team. So yeah, the idea is look for the guys to get in, get out. That means that the coaches are confident. They saw what they want to say. You know, like for example, if if Luke Whipler is really making grounds on Nick Harris as the backup, right? He'll maybe play the first quarter. Maybe he'll come out whenever Kellen Mond comes out. Maybe they've linked those two's up. But yeah, that's what you're going to want to look at is, is the guys that they leave in there for longer periods of time, like Jack said, probably is an indication that they haven't seen what they want to see out of the guys yet. Yeah, because if I'm honest, looking through at the roster, if you're looking at the offense, positions that are up in the air is the wide receiver to replace Goodwin if he's out. So we're talking Darden, Schwartz, um, Grant. We're looking at the 10th offensive lineman. That's probably a guard. The third running back is in play. I think that's it for the offense. The defensive side, defensive tackle four. Probably one more linebacker, whoever that might be. You've got Fields, you've got Diabate, you've got Phillips, you've got a few other guys in there. Safety four. That's it. There's five spots. That, yeah. Everyone else, well, six spots that was, sorry. That's it. Yeah. Is, is QB3 um, decided? So the only thing that could happen is more a change at QB, QB2. So as things stand, Mond has no chance of really making the roster. If DTR is amazing and they want DTR to be the number two, they could easily decide to potentially move on from Dobbs. The other thing is they could just keep Dobbs around as a QB3 for a year because it doesn't really hurt you as a roster. So... I think you're more or less set there. Um, but yeah, Keller Mond, he's not going to be around unless they were to trade Dobbs. So uh, running back three, do we think that's Kelly versus Felton? Uh, I think McCrary's another name. McCrary, Felton, and Kelly. I think they're three Hall. guys right now. Hall is oh, the UDFA. Hassan Hall, that's up. right. Hassan Hall. Um, and they're playing not just against each other. They're playing against free agents because they could easily go out and get someone else. Do you think, Jack, they're going to run Felton actually as a running back? Because there's been this whole talk about receiver running back, and the guy's been mainly a receiver most of his career. But everything out of camp now is that he's taking the majority of his snaps out of the running back role. So, 
Could so we actually see Demetric Felton, the running back in preseason? They've said this offseason that he is going to be a running back. Um, and it's the first year where he's really practiced as a running back. Um, there was the one comment when there was a couple of injuries at wide receiver at the Greenbrier where they said, hey, we could use him as a wide receiver if we need somebody, but they they do see him as a running back. So the only chance he has of making the roster is as a running back. Um, at the minute, he's probably the favorite for running back three. But I would say after that, you're probably looking at a free agent before you're looking at any of the other bodies. But if Hassan Hall, someone there can look really good, potentially show that he can be a key member of the return game, that's important. So Hassan Hall being on first team specials is a big deal. Yeah. Ultimately, I think, you know, and I don't, we don't want to belabor too much on a Hall of Fame game. We'll do a little bit more on the post game here. But I think if I was picking two players from that rookie class that I'm looking forward to seeing, it's Dewan Jones. And it's Cedric Tillman. Those are the two guys I'm just curious. I just want to see, you know, how does Dewan Jones move? You know, I've, the size is one thing, but at the ultimately at the end of the day, can you block at an NFL level with him in this game? This is going to be closer to the talent he was seeing at Ohio State. So I would expect him to at least have a decent performance. And if not, that would be worrisome to me. And Cedric Tillman, you know, you're going to you're obviously the top draft pick in terms of, you know, the offense and that wide receiver role, you have the size, you have that ability to create separation. Well, if you can't do it in a hall of fame game, then I think he's going to be a lot further down that wide receiver chart than we initially thought. I would say one more name to keep an eye on, probably going to end up being rookie of the year because he will play the most snaps as a draft pick is Ika. That is a player. I'm really keen to see how he develops because Hey, they want him to get to the quarterback, obviously tougher for people of that size, but that's the one that I'm most watching. Paul, what's your score prediction? Uh, I'm going to go with Browns 24, Jets 21. Nice. All right. Well, it'll be good to, you know, actually watch these uh, these guys out there tonight, you know, and play. So we will uh, we'll put together something. What, tomorrow, guys, you want to put something out and Hell take yeah. a look. Yeah, so what's what's two things we want to look for tonight? Just players and, you know, what what's something that we can set as a, a seed for our post-game show? What are we going to be looking for? Okay, I'll tell you my points. You can shoot me down if I'm wrong. Who's going to be playing center? Because I think there's a fight for two at backup center. Is that fair? Yes. I don't know if Nick Harris will play. It's an injury question. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen anything in him. I'm interested to see who's going to be playing running back. I'm going to be interested to see, um, yeah, wide receivers. This is the day that we hope, uh, what's he called? Anthony Shorts actually makes some catches and shows what he's capable of as a fourth, fourth round pick. Um, do you think he'll actually play a lot of games tonight? I think he'll be out there because he's playing for a spot. So um, I'd expect to be, but. That, for me, is the point that I'm most intrigued to see. Who are the players we don't see? Because if you don't see a guy, they're either injured or they're probably write their name in pen because they're making this team. Uh, I, I guess Tillman's an obvious name because he's a uh, high-round pick. Do you actually think he'll actually get a few catches today? I'd expect yeah. him to play. He better. Uh, and then um, interested to see who's better at quarterback. Mond or DTR? Yeah, this for me is going to be, I don't necessarily want to see the guy that creates the most offense with his feet. 
I want to see the person that runs the offense the most efficiently, right? I want to see the guy that's in and out of the huddle that's moving the offense. I don't want the guy that maybe breaks off a 35 yard run with his legs. Like, so skew the stats a little bit. This is one of those ones where I think the eye test is going to matter the most. And our own line, O line tonight, what would it look like? Hudson? Hudson, yeah. Jones, um, Dunn, Wh- Whipler. Yeah, those guys. Whipler. We'll we'll know a little bit more about that, obviously, because like Jack said, the media is the only one that's released a depth chart at this point. So the coaches are just kind of having it out there from this game to game one or preseason game one and game two. Those will be your kind of natural progression. Well, I'm excited for the game. I am, too. It'll be good to just see some football again. Roll on 1230 at night. Let's just, I will say this. If I see Cade York banging field goals through that field goal post on that end, I'll just, we're like one and the same. Kicker Kingdom lives on, my friend. Go Browns. Go Go Browns. Browns.